to For the Love of Beer podcast. My name is Phil Savory and I'm joined as always by my good friend Mark Carley-Johnson. Hello. Hello, what ho? Um, for those of you uh, new to the podcast, generally what normally happens is myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers, 100 different countries. Um, we're about 80 beers in, I would say. Exactly that, yeah. 80 Correct. beers, 20 to go. Yeah. Um, struggling a bit. So uh, what we've been doing is... Um, filling out some time, finding some extracurricular beers. And it just so happens that we found an extracurricular beer that's very topical because we've just come out of the, uh, the Queen's Jubilee celebration, which for those of you um, who don't live in this country, um, our Queen uh, is so old that she's been the Queen for 70 years, which has never been done before. And She's uh, been Queen for exactly twice as many years as I've been alive. Yeah. There you go. Now there's a fact for you. There we go. So, uh, to I say to celebrate um, the Queen being very old, uh, Camden Town Brewery have come up with a special beer for the occasion that Mark's managed to get hold of. Um, do you want to tell the listener what it is? Yeah, our friends, well, we like to call them our friends, but they oh. probably don't really like us, but... Camden Town Brewery, Liz Jolly Good La- Jolly Good Lager. What more could you want? It's a you sort of stereotypical effort at sort of trying to join in with something just to sell some some of your products, isn't it? Really, it seems like a shameless cash-in. Exactly that. But However, I don't mind Camden doing it because they do it well. They do it well. I would like to think that this is going to be a half decent one. Um, Here's hoping. So I've I've already poured mine. Phil's just cracking his. And pour it out. It's quite a cloudy lager. Yeah. It, well, for a start, I literally can't see through it. It's a 5%. Yeah. Strong We've got half litre bottles, which I'm just yeah. pouring out. Um, there are some tasting notes on the back. Shall I read it in, oh, my, uh, yes. in my posh voice? Well, then. Was fit for a queen. A jolly good lager. Brewed with British hops and malts in a style we love best. We added a dash of lemon zest and bergamot. One would consider a smashing tipple. Brackets, kind of like her fave tea, Earl Grey. Hooray for Liz. Keep calm and street party on. So uh, it's got a malt of English Pilsner, uh, <clears throat> Kettle Hops Godiva, Yeast House Lager Yeast, that's so the same they use for um, Camden Hells, and uh, Lemon Peel and Bergamot chucked in. Now, my, I've just had my first taste. <coughs> first of all, it's quite strong, and you can taste the strength. Now, I'd be interested to see if you've got a different opinion than this, but I think that just tastes exactly like Camden Hells, but cloudy. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't feel like... Well, I say it doesn't feel like a lager. You're right, it is cloudy. I don't know if that's the lemon they've chucked in it. You can taste it. Definitely. And the burger barrel. I don't know about burger... Was it bergamot or bergamot? I don't know. 
I've no idea. I feel like I said I can't say I've ever eaten it or drunk it or whatever it is. I they, have no they, idea. They use it a lot in aftershave. Do they indeed? Yeah. So it's fragrant then, I assume. So essentially Camden Hells with a bit of lemon and a bit of brute aquatonic chucked in. <laughs> I don't mind it. Um it's orange, citrus bergamia, the bergamot orange. There we go. The fragrant citrus fruit, the size of an orange, surprisingly, with a yellow or green colour, similar to a lime. So it's a green orange. A green orange. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I taste a bit of lemon. I don't. I don't taste no. green orange really. But um, so I started to do a little bit of research into the Queen while um, while we were beginning. Yeah. Um, does and one of the first things, in fact, the top hit that came up, does the Queen eat McDonald's? Apparently, she does not. <laughs> but Paul O'Grady spoke to her, and apparently, she was never a fan of McDonald's or KFC. Um, but did in fact have a hanger for one kind of fast food in particular. That food. Can I ha- guess? Go on. Wimpy. It doesn't specifically say. It just says hamburgers. Oh. Um, so I don't know what particular brand. Um, however, I was reading last week. When she stays in Norfolk, what's her residence up there? Sandringham. That's the one. She sends the butler out to go to the local chippy for her fish and chips. Yeah, you'd have to... You'd have to... To be the Queen of... Well, I said Queen of England and... Pretty much England, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a chip... You have to be able to have a chippy tea. You can't be above having a chippy tea. Um, Her favourite food is um, meat and two veg. Apparently that's her favourite. <laughs> yeah, well he cocked it a year or so ago, didn't he? <laughs> um, that's her go-to um, main meal. And her go-to dessert is a rich mint and chocolatey delight known as Bomb Glacé Royale. That just sounds like an after eight. What on earth is that? Bomb mint Glacé. And cho- mint and chocolate. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of that. Sounds like a real 70s sort of yeah. recipe, doesn't it? Duck a l'orange. I'm surprised we've not had a um, Great British Bake Off special this week doing all these exact kind of things. A Victoria Sponge, obviously. Talking of Bake Off... Yes. Would you would you like to briefly describe... Oh, I've just seen the pudding now. That looks shit. It looks disgusting, doesn't it? Um, you've done a bit of baking. Well, say your wife has. Yeah. You can't blame this on me. No. What what's uh, what she made? Because so, this is a rare. It's the, is this the first time we've had cake with our beer? I think it probably is. Yeah. So last Friday, I was at work and I came back and the house, sorry, the kitchen when I got home was full of cake. Uh, no word of a lie, there was cake everywhere. One of which she she's baked a um, a carrot cake. Now, on Great British Bake Off, they're constantly putting cardamom and everything. So it's been a bit of an ongoing joke that. We should put cardamom and stuff. So she did that with this carrot cake, and it turned out a little bit of a disaster. It tastes okay. But yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It looks awful. It looks dreadful. The presentation is very poor. It's quite horrendous. But the taste is okay. Yeah. Um, Once you get to the filling, and it's quite moist, you know, Mm. there's no soggy bottom in there. No. Um, I'm not sure she'd be getting a handshake from um, Paul Hollywood, though. If I'm quite honest, a bit of a grimace. Mm. Yeah, so there we go, carrot cake and Camden lager. There was something I learned about the Queen today. So apparently, every morning, the Queen has a bath, no showers, 
Always a bath. Yeah, set to a certain temperature, I believe. Yes. Do you know what that temperature is? I read it last week in the official programme, which I'm annoyed to say is in my house somewhere. I didn't buy it, though. Um, but I don't know. What is it? 27 degrees Celsius. That seems quite hot. No. Is it not? No. Mm. I don't think it's that hot. Do you reckon the butler stands there, like, sort of, putting his elbow into Well, I the... wondered that, because obviously she's not going to run the bath herself. Someone's going to run her the bath. No, so uh, this is what I was reading. So whoever the butler, presumably, on duty is for that, that evening. Would be a lady in morning. waiting. Yeah, so they go in, they tap on the door lightly. Yeah. Um, and then I think she waits at half past seven in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Every morning, without fail. And so she has one... an alarm set. I shouldn't think so. I'd imagine that they just someone, someone 24 hours a day just sitting outside wake, the door. Isn't wakes it? her up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this woman taps on the door and so it goes in, wakes her up, and then while she's doing whatever she does in the Checking morning... Checking Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on her MySpace, um, <laughs> the servant's out there running the bath for her to this certain temperature, 27 degrees. Um and then she cracks on and then she does all her royal duties during the day. But she doesn't, let's be honest, does she? Not anymore. That's Don't you think? So she turned up on the Thursday, but only for about half an hour. In fact, it wasn't even that, was it? Yeah. On the, the balcony. So we're recording this just after the just after the Jubilee weekend. So it's, yeah. all, it's all happened already. Bit of a review of the weekend, really. Yeah. So for the whole weekend, she turned up for about half an hour. You know, it's, this is her party and she... If she's that knackered, she can only do half an hour. That's what I mean. It felt like, um, you know, obviously it was an excuse for people to kind of come together and all very lovely and whatever else. But it is a bit, it is something, isn't it, when you've spent, I mean, it must have cost millions upon millions yeah. to put all this together. On behalf of someone who's too old slash close to death to actually attend or enjoy any of it. Yeah. Because even like, you could see that the couple of times when she was out on the balcony, she's almost like grimacing because it's yeah. just like, I'm so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Remember the Simpsons episode with Mr. Burns where they had to keep injecting time for a booster? Yeah. That's what I said to Ollie when she went off the off the, um, off the the balcony. She was clearly going inside to get some sort of heroin injected or something <laughs> to keep her going for the rest of the day. But I think there was an undercurrent to the whole weekend that maybe the like the news or you know whatever that was broadcasting it maybe they know more than we're letting on here i don't think she makes the year end of the year i'd be surprised if she does i think she's done her last yeah. uh her last christmas uh, i'll be amazed if we do another one yeah um considering that charles is now taking over more of the speeches and stuff like that mm. um to be fair to him doing quite a good job of it at the moment i have to say yeah but have you seen the state of his hands no Look up Something. Prince Charles's hands. They're horrific. <laughs> What's he been doing to Camilla? I mean, if you, if you Camilla, I mean, he's got maybe maybe you're not so um. Uh, what's the word? Disappointed, but um. So the, the first hit under all the pictures is what causes sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's got the most sausagest of sausage fingers you've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. What's Horrific. I know. What's happened? I don't know. But they're, 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 those fingers... By skin infections or strep- streptococcus? Those fingers are not normal. They are sausage fingers. 
Proper sausage fingers. Wow, what's he done? Jesus. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah. Where hey? And they're not triple as either. They're His proper, toes like, are the same. They're like dick fingers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, I should always talk about the future king. No, I mean, as I said, he's doing a decent job at the moment, and I think that he's going to be doing a lot more of it before very long. be honest, though, would you not like... He must be what? Is he in his 70s now? I think he is, yeah. So he's in his 70s. Is there really any point? Like, say, I don't know, say the Queen lasts another five years. Impossible. Say she makes it to 100. Yeah. That's what four years she's going to do to get to that. He's going to be... He's 73 now. Yeah, so he's going to be to his late... If she makes it to 100, it's, he's in his late 70s before he takes the throne. Yeah. At that point, would, should you not just say, just give it just give it to William, just, just, just let him crack on? Yeah. So he's now 39. He's 40 in um, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks yesterday, in fact. So, if he has to wait another 10 or 11 years, you know, 50, he's going to get a good run on it then, isn't he? Well, when we're just going to have, it just feels like we're just going to have, we've had like, we've had the Queen, what feels like forever, and no one's known any, anything different. There's hardly anyone who, alive who remem- who, who who's outlived the Queen. Yeah. So, it's just one of those things where we're going to go from having only ever knowing like one monarch to basically having one every like, you know, like an Olympic cycle like every four <laughs> years. We'll have... It's going to be weird. It will feel like they'll come thick and fast. Yeah. At this rate. For all of our lives, it's been queen and country. Might get 20 years out of, out of uh, 20, 30 years out of William, maybe. He should have a good stretch, I would imagine. Yeah, you think they all live long because obviously they're all you know they don't even need to wipe their own ass, do they? But same, but but it it will be a bit weird if Charles takes the throne and you're just thinking, well, he's probably not only got about ten years in. He's just doing a token stretch, isn't he? It feels like a caretaker manager. Yeah, he's doing it because he wants to do it. He's been waiting all his life for his mum to die. Yeah, and he's he's seventy three and she's still not that. He's very much like the Sammy Lee of the royal family. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Um... That's a deep cut for anyone who doesn't like for anyone who doesn't like football. Who won't know who Sammy Lee is? What's a better example? I was going to say John Gorman, but that's even more obscure. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. Yeah, then again, I don't particularly like any of the role. How can you feel anyway. sorry for him? He's been waiting for it to cark it for how many years now, hasn't he? Has I mean, he? she's. She's been on Boris time for at least 10 years, hasn't she? But the thing is, though, like, you get... If you're Prince Charles, like, yeah, you, you maybe you want the top job. But then you don't have any, you don't have any real power, do you? Like, like, Boris Johnson lied to the Queen, like, I think multiple times. <laughs> and, like, really, you should just be beheaded for that. He should be. Like, the Queen should be able to yeah. turn around and say... Just go like off with the head. Yeah, and yeah. and and we should just basically go. Yeah, fair dues. I mean, I I pay to watch that. I would, I would, <laughs> if they, I'd buy front row seats <laughs> to watch that. But um, 
Yeah, that that sort of you know, I I you know this might be controversial, but I'm not like massively pro royal or anti monarchy as far as I'm concerned. You know, they 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 turn a profit for us as a country and it helps with tourism and and shit like that and our sort of branding, if you like. So happy to keep them. Um, but sometimes I think I think sometimes I think with this royal family, would I trust the queen? More than I'd trust a prime minister, yeah. With this particular one, yeah. Well, this particular, yeah, obviously no question. But I sort of think that that the, generally the, the top end of the royal family, not all of them, but the top end of the royal family, generally you think would have a pretty solid moral compass, and that you would act, you would possibly trust them on national decisions more than say a political party that has its own like agendas or has its own you know bits and pieces and uh and it just uh oh we've had another delivery of cakes just to make up for the bad carrot cake <laughs> i just thought it tasted all right um hey, she's come back to the door oh we let her in <laughs> come in are you talking about my carrot cake yeah it looked awful but it tasted all right i don't think you can prove or deny anything my carrot cake did not really exist well, it does now because now everyone, all the listeners of, of all three of them now, know about it. Thank you. Um, we'll leave that in. Can't be bothered to edit it out. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I, I, moral compass. Yeah, so I would, I would kind of, wouldn't be against them actually having a bit more, being able to throw their weight around a bit more. Would you think that they cared about people on, like lower earnings and scratching to? stay alive the whole I system, think they care more about it than the Tories do uh, yes but also at the same time um, they wouldn't exist without poverty the whole class system yeah. is built around having them at the top it's like being at the top of the pyramid isn't it yeah very true so it kind of like I wouldn't I wouldn't expect the royal family to be able to fix equality or anything like that but yeah, there's certain other things I'd probably trust them with more than, than, than a political pie because there's there's the only agenda of the royal family is is the country. Not any not anything else generally. Mm. It, but um Do you think um tourism wise, once she snuffs it, do you think that might suffer? Because yeah. everyone loves her, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not everyone likes Charles. The royal family will immediately become less relevant when she dies. Yeah. Because Charles, it's like, so what? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, the Queen is iconic. So we sort of do, we get rid of him as well to get Kate Middleton in there. That's we? what I mean. You get Chuck. You need you her in there while she's you need, young. You need her in there while she's young. <laughs> that, that Diana factor where it's like, you know, where the, the it's that sort yeah. of, in, it's that intrigue and, you know, um, well, I say young, hot, young celebrity couple. They're not really anymore, are they? I mean, he's he's forty and bold, and she's still some looks, weight on as well, haven't we? We know it. Yeah, I mean, she she looks decent still, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I I just, I just think it it'd be better for it'd be better for everyone. I think if you just went straight to William, you had. Well, apparently their marriage isn't isn't uh isn't so so solid. If Kate and William. If you be, yeah, if you believe really? uh, if you believe the rags. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Mm. Didn't know about that one. Yeah, well apparently he had a apparently I'm not, you know, saying this is fact. Um before I get beheaded. Um apparently he had a he had a, a bit on the side 
Um, not what a recently? Bit, bit of posh crumpet. I don't know how long ago it was. Before um, they were married, or? No, 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 no. It's not like it's po- it's it's while they've had kids and stuff. I'm pretty right, sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So I think he's done a bit of playing away. All right. Um, Nobody's immune to it then. Nobody's clearly. immune. Nobody's immune. Well, well. But I suppose um, you just threaten to behead people if they if they let let it slip. I suppose, yeah. wouldn't they? You know. But because the, the thing that the Queen has to do every year, doesn't she? She has to do. Is it every year they do it? She has a Queen's speech where, essentially, she has to. They reopen Parliament, and then the Queen turns up and sits in a chair. And has to read out a list of a bunch of shit that's nothing to do with her, <laughs> that's been drawn up by the government. Whereas I think you should be able to turn around and look at that and say, "No, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Fuck that." It's like she's being forced to say it. She's just, she just, she's just a vessel for, for um, other people's ideas and other people's. That's that's where I just feel. That's where I feel a little bit like. <sighs> I think, you know, there should be, you know, people say they should be apolitical, they should be, you know, you shouldn't have opinions on stuff or whatever, but it's like, well, I'm sorry, if you're the, if you're the queen, you can do whatever you want. You can go anywhere on a chessboard. <laughs> I can't imagine she'd vote Labour, though. But then again, she might do. I, I, I think they would all be traditional Tories, but the but Tories now, is that's a whole other... I think they'd be voting Green at the moment. Well, I think Charles. Well, they're, they're big on environment stuff, aren't they? That's yeah, their kind of thing. Exactly. They kind of yeah. That's a way of them sort of. Uh... Harry would probably be voting Monster Reagan Looney. Well, Harry. Well, mind you, Harry would be Harry would be, anymore, Harry be voting for uh, voting Democrat, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, he would. Yeah. Be voting for Biden or whatever. Yeah. So um. So yeah, we had so we had this big show of British yeah might which... over the weekend, which made me think. When I was standing in Trafalgar Square, mm. which is that's I didn't want to go, but anyway, that's another story. Another story made me think. When we see on the news that North Korea and Russia have these shows of military power, and we laugh at them, thinking, "Look at them dickheads listening to their their leaders and taking it all in." I was standing there looking down towards the mall, and overhead there was several hundred million pounds worth of bomber aircraft mm. flying over my head. And there's Union Jack flags going all down the mall and we've got the Queen at the end of it who's sitting watching it on the telly, yeah. just like everyone else. But anyway, because <laughs> she's half dead. And I'm thinking, I bet you Vlad, this time tomorrow, is going to have that on his news. Look at these dickheads. Yeah, but then what, what they'll forget to include... Is that you know? Yeah, you have like the the military, and you have the guys on the horses, and whatever, and the big hats and stuff. But then you've also got like people from Strictly Come Dancing, like pedaling, like, <laughs> like pedal cars, and like yeah. Sinclair C fives, and like just silly shit. Yeah, fifty year old bus for each decade. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like on the there's the there's the sort of the military kind of thing, but it's sort it's. It's, it's that kind of went a, um, to pot on Sunday a bit, didn't it? With it, all the, the fun side of it. Yeah. Um, whereas I think that with, with the, like things like Russia and um, North Korea in particular, that's about a show of strength. Yeah. Whereas ours is kind of like it's almost a bit tongue in cheek, isn't it? Really. To an extent. I the think, the yeah. military stuff, it's just it's just 
It's just fancy horsework and and a, and a brass band, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, I I always wondered. There was myself. a guy. Did you see the guy playing a saxophone on a horse? No, I don't think I did. He had no because obviously you've got to ride that horse with no hands while playing <laughs> a saxophone. That's two hundred. You can't play a saxophone with one hand. So I was really impressed with that. Good job the horse didn't bolt or anything. Really. Well, yeah, and I thought as well because you see the parade, they have the, the square where they do the parade in Buckingham Palace, or whatever. And you think there's so many horses, one of those horses is going to shit. And obviously that it's all very like regimented and they have to go, you know, it's all going to be marched in straight lines and yeah. everything's all very like, all the angles are planned out, but they've got to go. If you're marching in formation and a horse just taking a massive shit in front of you and you can see it coming up ahead, <laughs> you can't break away from it, can you? You've you just got to have to walk and plow through it. Yeah. But I, was, I was trying to look closely for the bits that I watched. Of that, like troop in the colour thing, and I was trying to look in closely, thinking, "Is a horse taking a shit, and is someone going to walk through it?" Well, what but you I, didn't I see, on, see on troop in the colour on Thursday was that as soon as they gone into the horse guards parade, um, or to you know, like the driven new new machines, yeah, they went straight down the mall, clearing all everything up out of the way, right, straight away, presumably picking up all the horse shit because yeah. there's you know there's nothing else there, um. So then we did manage to get down there about maybe three or four hours after the the fly passed. They let you let the plebs part way down the mall. Yeah. Although we didn't find out you couldn't get to the palace until we were nearly at the end of it, a mile down. Anyway, but once they let the plebs down there, they left all the whole shit there because we can walk through that and it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they actually cleared up behind them. But if one shit straight in front of you, then you don't have a choice. You just got to go through, through it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, but then they are—they're so they really pride themselves on shiny shoes, don't they? Yeah, but they have to like—they have to—they have to shine in such a they have to have like a mirror finish. Yeah. Well, that's gone, isn't it? Straight away, if you, if you yeah. walk through a massive horse. Turn. Imagine if you're the one that's right in the middle at the front of the the parade behind the horses. It's been on BBC One HD. Yeah. All your mates watching it in the pub. When you go back in there on Saturday night. You're going to be the no known as the one that's walked straight through the shit, aren't you? Because yeah. you've squashed it down first. Maybe the two or three people at the front, yeah. they're going to squash it down. Then after you're all right. Then obviously squashing, squashing it down just widens it, so it's a yeah. bigger surface area for then others that yeah. are going to walk through. They're probably going to have new boots though, so it's probably going to gather within the mm. the tread of their train their boots, isn't it? Do you think there'll be a tread, or do you think it'll just be smooth underneath? My my dad was formerly military, and I'm sure that his his like dress shoes that he would wear for things like that were just flat underneath. Were tread. they? Mm. Interesting. Not sure. Depends where they're for combat as well. I mean, I can't they imagine the doing... people in that situation are going to do much combat. No, they're dressed However, well. we do know someone in the RAF that was part of it and is usually part of combat. Right. So it it wasn't just for show. It was normal people as well. Yeah, because I always that. Because when you see like the band, the big like brass band and the drummers and stuff, they've all got shitloads of medals. Like, how can you have like eight medals for playing saxophone? Yeah, makes but you no, wonder. But 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 no, they are combat yeah. trained. They they do serve. Yeah, they just played like saxophone on and you know on horseback on the saxophone. <laughs> so yeah, what did you make of the concert on the Saturday night? There was a big there was a big concert. I say it was a big concert. I mean it was it wasn't. Brilliant, was it? I mean, it wasn't massive. So we were sitting in this very room watching it. 
and Holly said to me, oh, I'd love to have been there. And I straight away, without thinking, said it's pretty much my worst nightmare being there, to be quite honest. There's loads of people in there. It looked horrendous. And then you look at the bill, who was on it. Mm. First one I said to you earlier on, first one that came to mind for me, Rod Stewart. Mm. I mean, where do we even begin with that? He was, he's, he's losing it, isn't he? Isn't he just? But I'd, I'd quite like to see him live because I think it'd be funny. I think the thing with, right, you have to accept that these certain ones that just get rolled out for these sort of things that yeah. are past their prime, yeah. but it, it's, it's like Elton John. Like, do you remember <laughs> during COVID? Yes. During COVID, there was that whole thing that Elton John did that, like, performance from, like, his driveway. Yeah. His really he, angry performance. I'm, I'm Dill Dandin. <laughs> and he did, and he did it, like, he just played angry on his piano. And I just thought, that, that's, that's, that's not a man at the peak of his powers. Um, and Rod Stewart's kind of the same. He's, he's a faded force. Um, it did miss Cliff, I've got to say. He was on the bus on Sunday. It missed Cliff. Did you see him? I didn't see him. Yeah, he was on the bus singing. On the bus for some reason. Um, I don't really know why. And I was thinking to myself as well, I thought, oh, you know what? The type of person would be all over this sort of thing would be Barlow. Gary Barlow. Very true. But he wasn't there. He was doing... Um, he was he was performing at Frodsham Community Centre. Fuck off. I'm not joking. He's been doing a run of gigs at Frodsham Community Centre. Why? I don't, I don't know why. I don't Actually, know why. one of my friends on Facebook shared last week that this video of Barlow walking around the corner of a, what I now assume was Frodsham Community Centre. Yeah. Because that's where Glenn lives. Yeah. How bizarre. I think he's from there. Is he? Yeah. So he's, he had prior like a homecoming. Prior commitments to Frodsham so he couldn't take part in the Jubilee. Yeah. Right, so Diana Ross, she was the big one. She'd come out of retirement. Yes. To at, take part. And at first, I thought, oh, she's still got it. But then I realised that... Um, I think was, I'd given up by the time she She was, was miming for most of it. Brian May, he's looking old, isn't he? Yeah. And... this the Because they, they opened the show. Yeah. And... Uh, and they, you know, he did the whole thing where he's like, he's got that guitar that he had since forever that's made out of an old grandfather clock. He's always played the same guitar. And he and, rose uh, up through the... Yeah. Looked cool, but I thought the actual, like, he was just sort of noodling about and it, well, it, it didn't sound very good. Yeah. But then they had the fella that, that um, came, unbelievably came second in Eurovision a few weeks ago. What's his name? Yes, he did. The um, long-haired fella. Yeah, I know Came second in Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Ryder. Him. He performed. And uh, I don't love the song, but whatever. But he shred an awesome guitar solo at the end that was better than anything that Brian May did. Really? And I thought, am I in some sort of parallel universe here that some twat off Eurovision has just, out, has just outperformed the... Well, everyone was raving Brian about May. I I think I went for a piss when he was on. But everyone was raving about how great he was. He, no fair play. He is a great. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of the song or anything. But he is. He is. He performed it very well. I'll give him that. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys did a bit, yeah. Singing about New York. Yeah, which I thought. Well, she changed it to London, but then she kind of just kept it as New York. From what a I bit heard. weird. Yeah. And then Jason Donovan, who's making a return to Neighbours, I believe. I spotted that. Yeah. Yes. Doing a bit of Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yes. Do you reckon he's going to slip Kylie one one last time in Neighbours? 
Well, I don't I think, I don't, think it, it. I don't think it'll make the edit, but I want. But he might have tried to slip a one when they were, you know, after filming. Um. So that's. But that's neighbor, neighbors dying is a strange thing because neighbors is Australian soap, but it's a British institution. Yeah, apparently Channel Five paid pretty much half of the production yeah, costs. Which I didn't realize that we stumped up a lot of the cash for it. Um. So without without the UK investment, it can't survive. Yeah. So. It's basically dead as of what a month or so. Is that when it's finishing? Yeah, it's the summer. I think it finishes. It finishes up um, in the summer. I'll watch the last one. I will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my wife Anna, she's she she still watches it. Does she? Yeah. It's right. the only soap she watches. Right. Yeah. We don't watch any of them. But, but she's. I watch that one just to watch Kylie. Yeah. She's watched. Um. She's watched Neighbours for. Out of all the soaps, it's probably the most tolerable one because. It's not constantly miserable. You know, EastEnders is just miserable. Yeah, that's why we stopped watching. They have it. to have storylines. I do depression in my life. Yeah, they, they have to have like dramatic storylines and just people being shit on all the time. Yeah. Whereas Neighbours, there's a bit of like light and shade. Where there's, there's, is it? Yeah, it's, um, it's not too bad. Um, it's tolerable. I'll give it that. I'd be sad to see it go. So the Queen has apparently got a particular love for Morecambe Bay potted shrimp on toast. Potted shrimp on toast. Yes, Morecambe Bay. So next time we're in Morecambe, I'll bring some potted shrimp back. Do you go there often? No. Neither, <laughs> to be fair. I went. I went actually for um, to a non-league game there when I was about fourteen. Haven't been back since. I went once, maybe seven or eight years ago. I think something like that. Middle of winter, just to take the ground off. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it Miserable was, experience. It was, yeah. It was one of them. It had a pitch inspection about an hour before kickoff. Mm. Um, fortunately, it got. Um, it carried on because otherwise, making two trips there would have not been nice. I can't remember what the score was. Don't even know who they played. To be quite honest with you, but yeah, did the ground. Morecambe. So Queen's favourite cake apparently is chocolate biscuit cake. Wouldn't have a down for that. I'd have a down for a Victoria sponsor. So why is everyone making these Jubilee puddings with like lemon Swiss rolls and all that in? Well, hang on a minute. That's on a different website to the one I've just read you about 20 minutes ago. Well, the bomb glass thing with the, with the mint chocolate. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trust that. People Fake just news. Talk, they just talk shit, don't they? They just Fake news write news. something for the clicks. Mm. So how do you feel about being British then? Are you proud to be British? Uh, do you reckon you... No, not really. Certainly not at the moment. I mean, I, the thing the thing for me is, is that I don't have any issue about where I'm from. I just have an issue with where we're at as a country. Because watching, that, watching the, the Jubilee stuff, and yeah, it was, it was nice enough. I don't, you know, I, I don't have any issue with people like really going for it and enjoying it whatever that's let them you know let them eat cake as it were um but I was thinking back to the golden jubilee yeah that was 10 years ago golden was 20 years ago oh sorry diamond sorry diamond 10 years ago right the diamond jubilee so 2012 diamond jubilee London Olympics what a year that was that felt like a great time to be British that was and the last, for me, that was the last great time to be British. Yeah, yeah, it was. And the time before that would have been like your, towards the back end of the 90s. 
Yeah. Where you had like Spice Girls and yeah. Cool Britannia and all that. Yeah. Um, and then 2012 was like, that, that was, again, it was like, I remember that Olymp- uh, open, Olympic um, opening ceremony and just thinking, that is how I would want the rest of the world to see my country. Yeah. Like, it was, I was proud. It was like, genuinely like, brilliant. Like, the Queen and James Bond and like, and all of the, you know, and all the industrial stuff coming out of the floor and all this other, sh- all, you know, the NHS and all this other stuff. Um, and that was brilliant. And I just thought, and I suddenly got a bit depressed and I thought, God, the last 10 years has just been just a, a just a decline just a continued decline of just getting worse and worse and sort of smaller and smaller to the point where if you fast forward another 10 years, there's a legitimate chance that there's no, that Britain doesn't exist. I think that's quite a distinct Because Scotland will fuck off. Yeah. Northern Ireland will, will I'm get... I'm worried for Northern Ireland. Yeah, because they'll get a referendum and a chance to join up with Ireland, which... I don't know if that's good or bad for them, to be honest. I think I think just the, the whole process is will be bad because because that's almost worse than Brexit. Well, nothing's worse than Brexit, but but that's what's caused that. No, ma- no matter what the end result of that is, with I- when Ireland get that referendum, whatever the end result is, there's a massive proportion of people that are going to be pissed off. Yeah, like that. There is no outcome that pleases everyone. What we've got, what we've had for the last twenty years in Northern Ireland, is the best outcome we could have had. Yeah, and that's about to get fucked up. And that is about to get it's, fucked it's up. It's been in the process of being fucked up for about the last three years. Yeah, but now it's like the wheels are about to fall off. Yeah, and there's one man responsible for that. Well, there's a, there's a few, but one more than more yeah. than most. Um, but yeah, it's that whole, it's that whole thing of I mean I don't know, what the Welsh want, but it's that idea that. You know, we're all sort of together and, and the Commonwealth and all this sort of thing. But even the Commonwealth, I mean, um, who was it? Went to Jamaica a few weeks ago or a month or so ago. William and Kate went to Jamaica and yeah. they met with like, I don't know, the Prime Minister of Jamaica or the Mayor of Kingston or whoever it was. And he basically, you know, shook their hand and said, oh, yeah. I said, oh, by the way, we want to be independent or whatever. And basically t- just told them to their faces, like publicly, yeah, we don't want to be part of this anymore, <laughs> by the way. Thanks for coming, but we don't... We really... We want, Can't we want, we want to do our own thing. Yeah. Because a lot of these countries that we sort of colonised or that we kind of feel that we, we own, as it were, you know, don't want to, they don't want to be under our rule, you know. And they're not really. It's just the fact that they, they, have, they, have, they all have the Queen as a figurehead, but essentially they, they are countries in their own right. And but, so they should be as well. Yeah. But again, no Commonwealth Games. No, you think oh. they'll just rename it, won't they? Surely. Well, no, because you won't. They won't want to take part, would they? They won't. It won't exist. True. So, you know. So on that note, if yeah, you let's. Were, could we, should we, should we, should we, should we live in the should we brighten up a little? So bit? well, I might be about to make it worse. But oh, so right. if you were foreign and looking to move to here, I mean, quite why well, anyone would want to do that anyway. But you'd have to take a life in the UK test, and I'm just wondering. How you'd get on with such a test. So if I fail, do I end up in Rwanda? Yes. Okay. Right, okay. Question number one. Go on. Which two of these are British overseas territories? Cyprus, Falkland Islands, St Helena or Hawaii? Falkland Islands. Two of them. Falklands? 
Oh, and sent um, Hellia. Yep. There you go. Question one, tick. Which two of the following are famous British authors? Sir Steve Redgrave, Gustav Holst, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and J.K. Rowling. Yeah, the last two. Yeah. Okay, you're doing well here. You're going to get, get to stay. At what age can you vote in a general election in the UK? 16, 18, 21 or 23? 18. Yes. Which two services are funded by national insurance contributions? Local taxi services, <laughs> state retirement pension, supermarket home deliveries or national health service? Health service and the state retirement yes, you're pension. You're doing very well at this. In the UK, feel free to play along as well, listeners. <laughs> in the UK... The 1st of April is a day when people play jokes on each other, true or false? True. This is on the YouGov website, by the way. Christ. Which two of the following are linked to football? The Ashes, UEFA, Premier League and the Open. <laughs> uh, UEFA and Premier League. But they right. just put UEFA? Yeah. That's not even British. No. Now it gets a little bit more difficult. When Queen Anne died, a German, George of Hanover... Became the next King of England, true or false? When Queen Anne... When Queen Anne died... Yeah. A German called George of Hanover became the next King of England, true or false? The question's worded really badly. It's true. Because there's German bloodlines in the royal family. Florence Nightingale is famous for for her work on children's education in the 19th century, true or false? False. False, correct. You're doing really well at this. Which of the following... Oh, this is bollocks. Famous Stone Age site in the UK. Blah, blah, blah. Obviously, it'll be Stone Age. Stone Age. Which two of the following are examples of criminal law, racial crime, selling tobacco, blah, blah. I mean, it's all pretty simple stuff. I thought, the way people talk about this... Is there not a hard one on there? That German one's probably about the hardest one One that's on it. Um, so at this rate, there's not going to be that many people going to Rwanda, is there? You wouldn't think so. Mind you, no, actually no, there's a, few of the, there's a few of them that are probably thinking about it that are probably quite tricky. There are many variations in language if in different weren't. parts of the UK, true or false? Say again, sorry. There are many variations in the language in the different parts of the UK, true or false? I mean, well, that's a vague question, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's accents and it's not slang. La- it's not really language variations. But it's not a language though, is variation, is it? No. So I don't know how I'd answer that, because... Like, yeah, I might need subtitles to understand a Geordie. Yeah. But it's essentially the same language. British values and principles, final question, oh. are based on history and tradition, true or false? <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> Honestly, this is the YouGov website. True. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could get through that. I'm, I'm assuming that Pretty Patel will be in there changing some of these questions. Oh. And like, What's the square root of... Uh... Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Square root of 5,017. Yes. Qualified <laughs> brain surgeon, true or false? If you put true, you're in. Yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, I, I, yeah. But again, that's another thing. It's like that idea that um, we have this massive problem with with asylum seekers and refugees and stuff. And it's like, well... Do we really have that massive, massive a problem with it? Are the numbers that stupid? I don't think they are. And just basically signing a partnership with an African country to just outsource immigration (laughs) and just fuck them off to Rwanda. (laughs) Because most of the people that come here come here because 
that come here to get processed here because they have a connection. So it's either... So if you're like an Afghan, it's because you... You know, it was our military that might have liberated you or whatever. Right. So that's why you'd want to come. Or you've got a family connection or something. So a lot of it is legitimate then? Well... In official eyes? Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got like the... You know, doesn't men in a in a dinghy that Farage is looking out for in the channel. You get, but but even then, it's like, why would you? But think about it logically. Like, why if you've come through mainland Europe and you've come through, say, I don't know, Germany, you've gone through France. Why wouldn't you stay? Why would you go that extra further bit on? What's the benefit? You've got you've got to. I mean, it's not a shithole, but it's like. It's 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 not exactly, um, you know, it, it it's fallen from grace quite a bit. There's and a place for non-British citizens to live. I'd say it's not nice. No, at the moment, can't imagine it would be. So from that perspective, that's my perspective from them, for them of it being a shithole. I couldn't think of knowing what I know from here. I couldn't think of a much worse place to live. No. But other places, France, Germany, blah, blah, Germany seems to be quite tolerant of it, from what you read. I think I think it's one of them where I think there's probably a bit like most countries where you have like your hard right will yeah. will be anti-immigration, anti-whatever, and they're very like big on national identity and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think you get that a bit of that everywhere, but. I mean, so I was in, only in Germany a few weeks ago, and again, I've been I've been a few times, but again, just reminded of like, as an experience, living being in Germany. I mean, it. It's much more welcoming. It's not so much that, but it's just a it's just a better quality of life. Mm. Generally, it's a better quality of life there. Um. We work, you know, in this country, we work very hard for not a tremendous reward. Um, whereas in Germany and in a lot of Europe in general, working attitudes are a bit more... Relax is the wrong word, but, you know, the, the, generally it's more socially... Um, it's it's you, you, you feel like your work life balance is less of an issue I think in in Europe than it is here. So um, talking of work life balance, what drink to the beer? <laughs> uh, I you know it's it's pleasant. It like I say it's a bit like a cloudy version of Camden Hells with a, with a twist of lemon, and that's that's fine. It's like one of those that we had um, down at the brewery tour. I can't remember which the yeah. Italian Pilsner or something like that. Yeah. Say it, it's, it's a cloudy lager, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's not um, flat enough to be an IPA. No, but it is quite flat. But it gets flat towards the bottom. Mm. Like it, it it's like, never been particularly. Like I'm, I'm right at the end now, and it's it's basically it's. There's not many bubbles in there. Flat. Um, it's pleasant enough yeah, for, for like a novelty beer. I would definitely say it's exactly that. They've jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, and it's it, you know what? It's fine. When we when we did the um, brewery tour, which you can 
find if you go back through previous yes. episodes. It's on there. Yeah. Um, can't remember which episode, but it's it's go back a few and it's there. Uh, most of what we tried was was decent. It's just it, it's a brewery we like. It's you know. They don't seem to knock out many bad beers, do they? No. That's, you know, that's and they don't, fair to them. They, they don't sort of, um, they don't aggressively sort of make, you know, market themselves or make tits of themselves a bit like um, Brewdog do. I don't get the Brewdog. The guy's a wanker. Yeah, he's a knobhead, isn't he? He's an absolute wanker. Um, someone brought a couple of their, when we had a barbecue last a couple of months ago, brought a couple of beers around and left them here. I'm purposely not drunk, and I won't drink them either. They're going straight in the bin, actually. I'm, well, I say straight. I've still not done it, but I won't be drinking them, put it that way. The, the Lost Lager is... I've tried the Lost Lager, and it's fine. But I but I don't... I would never purposefully go and buy a BrewDog beer. I just don't... There's I'd something about... not to buy them because yeah. of his attitude to his staff. I've read plenty of reviews from what they've experienced, and I believe it. But they're, they're, but, the but they're always asshole. they're always quick to hop on to any sort of um, no pun intended there, um, you know, like any sort of charity type thing or anything that's sort of positively marketing themselves. Yeah, they're always all over that like a flower and shit. But you can tell it's like it's never sincere, is it? No, it's never sincere. It's always like about their brand identity. It's yeah. always about whatever. It, it's we'll say this this can this this. Jubilee beer we've had, all right. There's no money going to charity. It's all in their own coffers. But there's not been much of a song and dance about it. Not at all. No, it only came about on their socials on Jubilee Day. It's yeah, just come out of nowhere. They're owned by AB InBev, but I think the for to a certain extent they're a bit independent, aren't they? The that's they their spirit. Quite that's unique a, yeah. marketing, don't they? They they're a bit hipster, aren't they? They're a yeah. bit. The bit hips are a bit London, a bit North London, a bit posh. But but they're set. But the, but they. I think they're quite true to the roots. Yeah, and they and they are fairly self-contained in terms of they're not like a brew dog that kind of is. There's you just sort of see through the. You see through the bullshit. I mean, it's not. Mass production level. It's obviously big because they're in supermarkets, but yeah, it's not huge, because you don't get them in bargain booze or it's not exported. I assume it's not, but... Well, it might be. It might be, but it's not like Carlin or Foster's or... No, no, no. ...that level sort of it's, exploitation. It's definitely it? expanding more on draft, though. Yeah, which our locals got it. Thing. Um, and disappointingly, they don't have the brewery... Authentic glasses. The authentic glasses, yeah. and that ruins the experience for me. Yeah, it does a bit. It really does. I was gutted. So how would we um, rate this beer? First of all, um, as far as the carrot cake was concerned... Um, so are we rating the carrot cake? What, fingers? Yeah, let's do fingers for the fingers carrot cake. Fingers for the carrot cake. She won't listen to it anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Three, two, one. You've gone five, I've gone six. Depends. I do apologise my dog howling, by the way. She didn't <laughs> um, on appearance, dreadful. But I actually quite like the flavour. I've actually fine. eaten three quarters of that cake, so it can't be that bad, can it? Yeah. It, it tastes a lot better than it looks. So I'm, basically I'm giving it half marks... All the five marks are for the taste. Yeah. And it's none for the for the appearance. But anyway. I think the beer the quick the quick cover the two things we generally always cover off. Barbecue beer, well It's a bit too strong for a barbecue. If it's beer, the weekend just gone, yes. Yeah. But it's very much it's it's a novelty beer, so it's so it's kind of already 
irrelevant. Yeah. Um, £8 a bottle. Was it? Fucking hell. £8 a pint, huh? I was going to say the ambassador wouldn't be interested, oh, but, maybe at eight, but maybe at £8 a pint, the ambassador might be... Uh, so you know the, right the Imperial Pilsner that we have at New Year, yeah. the champagne one, that's yeah. cheaper than this. Really? Yeah. Shit. I mean, only about a pound, but it's still cheaper than it. And it's like twice the percentage. Yeah, because it's... Well, it's 12% or something. Yeah, it's basically like drinking champagne yeah. with a bit of beer flavour. Fucking hell. So should we do fingers? Yeah, so barbecue beer. No, well, yes, but only last if it was... Last weekend, well, yes. Last weekend it would have been. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. weekend coming up. So ambassador, not. we were saying that. No, it's a novelty not. beer, even though it's expensive. It's a bit regal though, isn't it? Well, it is, but the ambassador's... The ambassador... Maybe he deals with royalty. Maybe he deals with you know. Maybe he's once sort of snuck Prince Andrew out of the back door with a fifteen-year-old um, through Peter Express. <laughs> uh, I, no, not for me. Not for me. No. Fingers up. Yeah, fingers. Three, two, one. I've gone uh, six, six and, and a half. half. I've gone five again. I wouldn't drink another one. One's enough for me. I would. I've experienced it. But I wouldn't rush out to buy more. No. So but I thought it was... Pound of pint, no. Though. But I thought it was It was fine. It's tasted fine. But, yeah. Yeah, it's alright. I mean, I, I'd rather have a Hell's, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that that's like an 8, 9 out of 10 beer. Oh, yeah. So, that, so the, yeah. this is a not... We scored it quite fairly. Although, having said that, if you went for 5 and I went for 6.5... We can't do five and three quarters. No. And a five and a half. I'll go five and a half. I'll allow five and a half. Fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll move down. That. I'll move that. I won't even split the I was difference. Say, I'll say I'll quite happy to settle for six if you want. So. Oh, but if I'd known that, I'd have gone six. But I've already committed to five and a half. Now. Yeah. I can't so go against the word. So we do a quick rock paper scissors for it. For yeah, go on then quickly, very quickly. Yeah, go on. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, your scissors cuts my paper, there so it's uh, five. Five. Yeah, five and a half. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, if yeah. I want it, it was going to be a six. If you want it, it's five and a half. <laughs> anyway, uh, where can people find us on the socials? That's FTLOB pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow. Obviously, we really need these um, these last 20 beers. Now, we've got a few leads coming through. Actually. We have the potential. Yeah, there's two or three that could yeah. could come together. We, yeah. But we, yeah, let's, let's not, let's, yeah, 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 let's, let's, let's cross fingers from that. Yeah. Um, well, thanks again for listening. Um, we'll be back maybe in a couple of weeks or so. Hard to put a timescale on at the moment. It's Apologies, things are a bit sporadic. Um, it's partly because the bucket list beers are hard to get. And, uh, you know, we've got life to live. We don't get paid to do this. I don't think anyone would pay us to do this, um, quite frankly. But um, we'll be back at some point. We've got we've got some extra more extracurriculars while we work on uh, these hopeful bucket list beers. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll be back very soon. Bye-bye. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast.